Welcome, dear listeners, to a brand new season of Life and Home. I am Shan, and with me is Joanna, your co-host for this enriching journey. This season, we delve into a captivating world of couples and their unique view of home. Home is more than a space. It's a reflection of who we are. And when two lives merge within this space, an intriguing dance of tastes and identities take place. How do couples blend these differences and similarities to create a space that truly symbolizes their united front? Join us this season as we converse with couples across the spectrum, each narrating their own story of creating a home that encapsulates their individualities and their shared journey. We will review how their homes echo their bond and their growth as a couple. So, sit back and join us on this enlightening expedition, unveiling the allure and complexity of home through the eyes of couples. Regardless of your relationship status or curiosity about how couples view their homes, this season holds insights for all. Let's dive in and uncover the intriguing realm of life at home. Hi, and welcome to Life at Home podcast. Today, we have a very special couple who are willing to share all of their dirty secrets with us. Hi, Saskia and Dave. Hi. Hi. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. And I'm hoping you can introduce yourselves a little bit to everyone listening. I, my name is Saskia Fraser, and I am a, an artist and a life coach. And I have a business called The Feminine School of Wisdom. Um, which is about really about kind of empowering women in the second half of life and really acknowledging the, the big the big things that we go through in life as women yeah and I and I combine my art practice with my coaching work and I love it yeah, and, uh, my name's Dave I'm in a bit of a transition in a way in my life I've, I've spent probably 45 years of my life sort of been in been in IT and you know been a very certain one kind of person and kind of since meeting SAS and since living here and kind of changing so I'm sort of trying to plan an escape out of that out of that career and and you know enjoy myself a little bit more so yeah wow I wonder if you want to add a little bit about this very unique home that you live in because probably there's some people who listen to your special as uh, season Saskia about um, the home that you live in, this very special home. And so why don't you just give a little sneak peek? So we live in a uh, 24-foot yurt, which is essentially a big round tent with wooden ribs and lattices. Uh, it's incredibly beautiful. Uh, and we live in a field uh, surrounded by nature with a, the, the yurt's actually on a wooden deck. So we mm. have a decked outside area as well. Uh, and we have a number, we have three floor to ceiling windows. So we get to, that's quite unusual for yurts because usually yurts don't have windows kind of in the walls. They, there's always a big central one above at the very top, uh, big circular one at the top of the year. But yeah, windows in the walls is quite unusual. So it's this kind of combination of of feeling 
off, people often sort of describe yurts as being quite kind of womb-like because they're very you're you're sort of contained inside them but we we have that plus we have the inside outside because we just look out onto trees how is it for you Dave because I I know just kind of from knowing a little bit about the two of you that you are pretty newly married yeah that's a week three four weeks three weeks three weeks I think it is. three weeks yeah I mean this is so as, as I kind of touched on in my introduction like this kind of life is quite new to me so you know yeah. I've lived most of my life just in a in a normal house, doing a a normal job, you know, saving for my pension, and yeah. uh, to 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 live in a in a place like this where, you know, I can I feel like I'm in nature, and it just feels like a just a more authentic, simple way to live, and also something about you know not having so many possessions, and you know having this house full of all these things in the different rooms, and having to track them all is this sort of a, an element of stress there. And having everything, you know, within this this sort of circle that that we own is actually quite a nice, simpler way to live. How does how you are living right now? Because I can hear it's it's quite. I mean, it's simple. It's kind of basics that is really needed, and it's also a real connection, like to nature and I I don't know the world, kind of the earth in a way. Mm-hmm. But how is this related to your relationship? It's just something about only having one room that we're always in one room that must have. We notice that we're much, we're much calmer and much more gentler and more understanding of each other when we're in this space as compared to when because we have a cottage as well. Mm. When we're in the cottage, we tend to be like quite quickly. We tend to get a bit more like. <laughs> Uh, you know, a little bit more kind of like scratchy with each other. Whilst, and then we come back here and we're like, ah, we put our bags down and we're just like, ah, we're home. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I that we're home. A lot, a lot of stress and tension just kind of drains out of your, yeah. out of our bodies. Mm. Wow. I kind of, I find myself being a little bit jealous. Like, <laughs> I also want to give it a try. <laughs> I, I love when you you just said, "Oh, we're home." I want to understand what what is it that gives you that feeling. I think there's something like you said about there's something about one room being in one room. Like you you said it actually. You mm. walk in and it's kind of like you just you're just you are with all your with all the things that you have. All your worldly possessions are just in one space, mm. and there's. It feels very simple, I think, yeah. doesn't it? The fact that I can sit here and I can see like everything, mm. all of our belongings and all of our home. I don't know that think something about that. Mm. Um and also the other thing I think is it is although it's only one room, it's a big room. Like it's a bigger room than the room I've had in any of my houses. So there's something about that as well, I think. That you've got more, you've got some spaciousness. You don't have a wall just there and a wall just there. And also the fact that it's round, I think there's something in that. You know, you don't have these corners and the walls meeting them. I have a feeling it says a lot about your personalities or the combination of your personalities as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I was living here. I always hoped I'd meet someone who would want to live here too, but I didn't really expect it <laughs> because, <laughs> because although it, like it's, it is an amazing way to live, there are also elements to it that are quite 
can be quite challenging, particularly in the winter. You know, it can get pretty cold in here and we wake up and it's like it's four degrees and you have to kind of stoke up the wood burner. Mm. And, you know, so there's that, you know, we have a compost toilet and, you know, so there are kind of things that are a bit, you know, some people would just find a bit too much like hard work. But I think for both of us, the payoff of living somewhere so beautiful, both internally, like how it is inside is incredibly beautiful and what we're surrounded by is incredibly beautiful. And so the payoff is, you know, definitely worth that bit of extra hardship. I always, I remember, you know, I said quite a few times that I've got a feeling that when we're older and we might not be living here anymore and we look back on it, I think we'll think this is the nicest place we've lived, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, feel, it, it feels very special. I suppose also it was kind of the incubator of our relationship as well. There's but, been a lot of love in here, actually. Yeah, we, we met. I think we met probably six months after I moved in here, I think. Really? Was it that? I didn't realise yeah. it was that sooner. But, yeah, it wasn't okay. that long. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's seen, it's seen us through all our different kind of phases and challenges and yeah. uh, to the point yeah. where we're now married. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we had our first date in here and we've had that whole relationship. Is, so it, Yeah, and then we went straight into lockdown pretty much. So... Yeah, so we, we lived were, here together. We were one of those lockdown. couples that sort of move in together so they can be in the lock, you know, the, the COVID yeah. bubble. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we moved in super quick, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I moved into here. <laughs> I love the COVID bubble because you were talking about your home as a kind of a bubble or a incubator or a womb before and it also because I'm actually so for people listening I'm kind of seeing a little bit of the background of this home and I I can see it's all organic materials like the wooden I think you said it before also the wooden ribs and there's something about that that kind of says that it, it can move and grow alongside you or Mm. with you in a way yeah I mean we definitely you know I mean at some point I think we'd both quite like to live abroad and we'll when that happens we'll just pack it all down and take it with us (laughs) yeah (laughs) like we can take this home with us to somewhere else which it feels you know it's it will always be part of our lives which feels I had never really thought about that until just now but that feels quite special actually yeah it's true portable home which is the point of yurts yeah yeah which most of us can't do you know I I remember where Stefan and I lived in the beginning I mean I I remember some things about that place but it's not really not the way that the two of you would remember this if you are to have let's look like 10 years forward if it's okay mm-hmm. and let's say you might have children I don't know if that's in the cards for you, but let's say it is, and let's say it happens, and let's say it does. It's there. What is the things that you would be telling them about this home? Probably be more like grandchildren at this point. I haven't had children, but Dave's got two boys, one who's 18 and one who's 22. So, yeah. Yeah, that could totally happen. I mean, I definitely talk about the nature, the fact that we we feel like we're in the nature. We've got, you know, you can see all all of the wind, wherever you look, there's, there's trees and foxgloves and, you know, beautiful countryside and and 
with the weather when it's raining you really feel like you're in it and if it's windy the whole thing shakes and we can hear the owls and yeah we had so so we there's a an oak tree just next door and every it's a kind of there's a must be owls that breed there every year and so we always hear the owls the baby owls learning to twit twoo and they don't i when i first moved here i had this romantic notion i was going to be i'm going to be with the owls it's going to be amazing what i didn't realize is that actually for the first 6 months or so of their lives they sort of screech they don't know how to twit twit twit. <laughs> so we have these kind of screeching baby owls but they just this year they decided to use the year as a learning to fly stop off point <laughs> Uh, at 3 a.m at 3 a.m so i we woke up the other i was like what is that that's on the roof and i i looked up through the the skylight um and it was i think there was a moon so it was bright enough and i could see this this little owl (laughs) sitting on the roof so and it's magic it's not like oh no those annoying owls it's like (laughs) yeah so i think the nature would be a big thing i would tell the beauty i mean the wildflowers the yeah the trees Mm. and uh, yeah what else would we say it's well so we you know we love entertaining here we have Mm. a lot of we really enjoy having friends over so it's it's a (laughs) place of friends and family and and it just i don't know it feels feels full of love this place yeah Definitely. On on all levels. Mm. Your friends, the people who are coming to visit you, how do they describe your home? Well, when, when people they, walk in yeah. that haven't seen it before, they're always, I mean, they always think it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I think wow usually is what people say. They come in and they go, wow, wow. Mm. <laughs> Quite often they do multiple wows as they kind of just look around and take it in because of course it's not just the fact that it's a yurt but it, it's a fact that it's a yurt that's full of our stuff or particularly my stuff that I've collected over the years because mm. I've you know I used to be a fashion designer and I've done a lot of traveling and I collect textiles from all over the world and I'm and I'm an artist so I'm you know we're both actually very creative so we have a lot of color and you know, colourful rugs on the floor and tassels hanging off things. And you know, mm. so I think it, it's a combination of the fact that it's it's a beautiful structure full of beautiful things. Mm. 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 And it's very gratifying, actually. I find it, yeah. I really enjoy that. And especially, I suppose, because now we've been here for nearly, well, quite a long time. It's, uh, for, gosh, it's over four years now. And I... So I suppose I've become a bit more used to it all. So when people mm. come in now, I used to be like, oh, come and look at the yurt, come and look at the yurt. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm a bit more used to it. And so when people come in, it reminds me of how, yeah, how special it is, how unique it is, actually. Yeah. Well, I think it's really special to create that reaction in people because the way that information has, you know, is kind of at our fingertips and the way it's really kind of invaded all spaces of our privacy and our brains and our lives. It's, it's not that easy to, to create awe and, and um, wonder in people anymore. And I'm hearing that that's quite common for you. Yeah, it's true. And the children like, so 
the ch- we live on a farm which belongs to my sister and brother-in-law and my my nephew who he's five now but he like ever since he was tiny he would just come in and and play and there are a lot more children here in the community now so they come in and they're just they're just kind of fascinated by all the stuff in here and I think not stuff but like I say there's like you know there's like tassels hanging off the chairs and Mm. then those they just they just kind of come in and they're just there's a there's a I hope my hope is that it's kind of instilling in them a love of beautiful things and they seem to really thrive in just this, like being in one room. I mean, they tend to trash it. Yeah. Kind of got to because <laughs> uh, like, they just come in and they're like in everything and under everything. And <laughs> there's a, I think there's just a real sort of sense of safety in it. Mm, yeah. I don't know what it is about circular spaces. I think there's, the, I think on a very primal level, maybe for some reason, maybe we've lived, you know, we, Certainly in the UK, all the very like the very ancient ruins of houses are all circular, like circular yeah. huts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, nature doesn't have straight lines. That's the thing, does it? If yeah. you get if you're in nature, there are no straight lines. So it kind of might make sense that that you know they're a little bit at odds with with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Well, I love that, and I can see how it's a magical place for kids too kind of probably that's why they're really drawn to come to you and to be in your space Um, and I think it was and like you say actually that that the wonder and awe that's quite a sort of childlike it's a it's a it's a childlike innocence which is really beautiful as adults we tend to lose and I think that's what the adults experience as well Mm. Like when you walk into the field and you see the, uh, we've got like lots of pots of flowers all over the deck. So it looks, you know, it looks magical. It looks magical. And and you can kind of just see it. People are just walking into the field. And it's like, <gasps> it's a happy place for yeah. many. It's, it is special. And I think when I think about us living abroad, I, I would like to, I, I imagine living in a house. I imagine living quite outside a lot you know I'd like to live somewhere that's warmer and less <laughs> less rainy than the UK I would like to try and create that wherever we are I think mm-hmm. ways, which a lot is about I think for me anyway would be about being in the countryside because I think that's essentially like most people when they come to the countryside there's there's part of them that relaxes which yeah it's hard to do that in the city I think to just really because there's so much kind of sensory overload that's not natural that we tend to kind of be like hold, like kind of holding on to ourselves a bit yeah and there's less space it feels less spacious like you feel like almost like you have to do this because there's there's another house there and another person there and mm. kind of here we've got space what I'm hearing is that that's actually a very big value of yours is or for both of you is space saying it i thought it was freedom but it's not freedom it's something different i mean i know that freedom's one of my core values area for me is ease spaciousness mm. relaxation uh and and i i've always been someone who like go 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 like always doing things creating things making things being social like always on the move and dave is much more chill and it, that's one of the really you know beautiful things that he's brought into my life is is an ability to be more still so i think the combination of living here 
and being with someone who's quite calm or, or a lot calmer than I am um, is has been really it's been been a really good lesson actually really it's been very healing I think for me on many levels yes freedom and spaciousness both of those are very important values for me I think uh, as you were saying it's more they've been more chilled and been more relaxed it it kind of allows you to do that yeah and being in the nature in nature yeah and being somewhere that's 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 spacious To when you were little how is how you grew up how did it either inspire where you are now and how you live now or the other way it's an interesting question i think for me the aspects of my childhood that might have pushed me in this direction was that a lot of my years growing up was spent in a street that had a lot of fields at the back and you know i'd spend a lot of my time going in the fields and you know making dens and climbing trees and making bows and arrows and all of those really great things that not all kids are lucky enough to to be able to do where they live and and I guess to some degree that shaped me and 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 living here kind of draws on that perhaps yeah because you haven't lived anywhere as no as like in nature as this no no I, no I haven't you... no yeah and for me I like I grew up so between the ages of seven and 16, I grew up on a, in a house on a river on the edge of it. It had its own creek and on the edge of a river that didn't have a road to it. So we would have to walk 10 minutes to get there or take the boat to get there. So for me, this feels very natural and normal and takes me you know we would spend all our time outside really in the water in the woods uh, and so yeah so it's a real for me I suppose like a return to Mm. that because again as an adult I'm trying to think yeah I lived for one year somewhere that was very countryside but apart from that I've kind of lived in cities and towns so I'm like I, I don't want to go back into a town not not for any long long kind of no long time mm. maybe for like a fun six months or something to try it out <laughs> mm. yeah. what are the challenges that you face that you kind of had to compromise about a practical challenge I guess is the word I'm looking for is the fact that if we're both working in here and we have to use, and we're doing something like this where we're on zoom or something mm. that can be quite challenging but I, I can't really think of very much else other than that no I mean I was walking down with the shopping the other day and I'm often kind of laden with bags or I put all my bags in the wheelbarrow to get down here and I thought I have never once resented this even when it's pouring with rain I was like that is amazing I can't believe I've yeah. never resented it in four years but yeah I mean I'm, I mean I'm the same I'm yeah. like challenges I suppose the cold in the winter that's uh, go, go into the toilet in the winter in the rain because yes. we've we've literally got an outside compost toilet, but it is literally outside. There's no walls. We've never around got around. We've never got round to building walls so, around it. So, so <laughs> you're on the loo in the middle of the night, and you've got the moon above you, and you've got all the rain, all above. the rain. So in the rain, that could be a bit. <laughs> oh my gosh! But at the same time, you know, 
I can be sat on the toilet and be thinking, wow, this is an amazing experience. And you wouldn't get that in a normal toilet in a house. So The first year that I lived here, I didn't have any, I did all my washing up and cooking outside yeah. in all weathers. Yeah. Uh, and then we now have a fitted kitchen with a dishwasher and a, and a proper oven and so it's it's a lot more yeah I mean that was that was like uh, initially I was like oh this is great and then after a while the novelty wore off and it became harder mm-hmm. uh, yeah and I, and I think I mean in terms of I don't know I mean, the fact it amazes me that we don't get on top of each other more mm-hmm. that, that like the 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 not having our own separate spaces mm-hmm. isn't isn't that much of a problem there are times so when Dave goes away to spend time with his kids I'm like oh how lovely I've got some time to myself but I don't really miss it I don't I Mm -hmm. yeah and I you know we get on really well we do have a van as well so we have a camper van it's interesting because that's like our spare room we like sometimes we say well we do have a spare room that's mobile and can be anywhere so so if we have guests you know they can stay in the van um, or, or quite often we let them stay in the yurt just to have the experience of it it's like come and have a glamping experience and we'll go and stay <laughs> what's your favorite space i know that it's all one space but which kind of corner is the place where you would spend the most time i don't really have one i have a least favorite space and that's where my computer is where i have to do my work <laughs> doesn't really i mean i really love the deck so you know when it's sunny and we're outside and you know we've got guests or whatever I really love that mm. um yeah I really love I really love the bed um I really love it we've got a wood burning stove so in the winter we might have the sofa in front of the wood burning stove that's that's a really lovely place but I think I went into quite a lot of detail in in my last interview about my favorite yeah. place <laughs> yeah do you have a favorite space together not the obvious place but <laughs> yeah not the bed which is what I <laughs> Maybe it's probably wherever the sofa is, cuddled up on the sofa, maybe. Or well, we also have a space in the middle that we like to dance in together. True, which is also quite nice. That's there's there's a, there's a also there's a special place in the middle where if you stand right in the middle, and just a but at the top of the yurt, there's like a almost like a plastic dome, and yeah. if you stand exactly the right place and talk, sort of something weird happens with the acoustics and it bounces back to you. So that's quite a. Oh wow! We just sort of discovered it randomly. Yeah, you're just like talking, crossing the room, and you're like, "Oh, what happened there? Some weird acoustic." (laughs) Yeah. Well, talking about that, if your yurt had a voice and a personality, what would that be like, and what is it that it would be saying about you? I think I think it'd be a, a woman in my head, and I think it would be almost like cosseting as all like like motherly mo- mothering as as a yes, I uh, similar actually. I didn't quite think of it as a mothering energy, but it, it it's the what it would what I feel it says is you're safe. Mm. I have I'm you know you're you're safe in here. You're you're held. You're it's almost kind of womb like. Mm. Yeah, there it is again, the womb. Mm. So what does this womb know about you that nobody else does? Oh, that's a hard, that's a hard question. I suppose, I mean, if it can hear us, it would know everything because we we talk about some pretty difficult topics in here. We do. <laughs> over, over, the, over our time, so. I think it would know how brave we are. Like, I think that's something that, like you say, the difficult topics, you know, we do, we're, we're like very much practice radical honesty. 
mm-hmm. which can be, you know, it can be hard at times, but I'm, I'm just someone who just cannot cope with having to guess at how someone's feeling, or I'd rather know whatever the painful truth is rather than trying to guess what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so I've, you know, and I, before meeting Dave, you know, all my previous romantic relationships had been very much like that. And I, I found it utterly exhausting. And luckily Dave is, was just totally up for being totally honest. And in the beginning, he'd be like, oh, but it's going to hurt you what I say. And mm. I'd be like, I don't care. I'd rather be hurt and know than just not know what's going on. So I think it's really been a place where that part of our relationship has really kind of developed and evolved to the point now where we do it without really you know it's part of how we operate as a couple and I get this sense that if it like if the year was alive and had witnessed all of that and you know seen all of the difficult conversations and I think it'd be really happy now for us to yeah to be married and together to be proud of us yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> like it. Yeah, there's there's a there's a certain way that you talk about the yurt that I haven't quite experienced with people who don't live in one. <laughs> so thank you for sharing all of that. is something you want to give to people listening as a gift to bring into their own homes knowing what you know I mean I guess for me you know the the fact that I you know lived my whole life up until relatively recently a certain way not knowing how well it might work out and how well how it could change me living living a different way and living somewhere else like this I guess you know maybe a message would message I, I would give would be to you know, be open to trying new things and don't necessarily assume that you have to have all of your life mapped out. Yeah, and I think I uh I think what I would like to say is is to trust your feeling about places. Because I've lived in places and I've I've you know, I've thought, oh, I can handle the fact that it hasn't got enough light or I can handle enough handle it that the road outside is busy. And it just it really affects your well being. And I, so I suppose what I would say is choose places to live that feel good. They feel good in your body that when you walk in, it's like, oh, you know, you have a good feeling because I think, and, and again, I think from living in this year and from doing these interviews, actually, it's really made me realize, like you said at the beginning, the fact that, that actually our home is a kind of entity that massively it's like another another thing within our our family constellation that affects how we are how we what we think is possible how how much energy it takes to be in our home how much you know stress or lack of stress it causes and therefore you know everything that causes you stress takes up room so that you can't be doing and being who you really want to be so so living somewhere that feels good will support you and and be this kind of foundation from which you can blossom when you were saying that there's some connection to to being connected to everything out there you cannot actually be connected to when you are you know living within brick and mortar somehow it has to be that 
more kind of organic connection between where you are, who you are, and you know what your feet is touching somehow. I don't know what it's, it's connecting in my head, but I don't know exactly what it's. I mean, I think there's a lot, a lot to be said for the fact that we live so removed yeah. from nature and blocked in. That that's part of the disconnect from from our planet and from the environment and it's you know partly I think why we are in the state we're in um in terms of the planet's well-being because there is this kind of disconnect that happens when you're not so I think my biggest bit of advice would be go camping more (laughs) go go for walks more get out in nature more remind yourself like you say of that awe and beauty and and why why we want to recycle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Buy too much stuff and all that. <laughs> mm. And live for today. And, you know, remember that, you know, time's the most precious thing. Um and you know, don't don't go saving all your money till you're older. You and enjoy enjoy your life while you know mm. while you and be spontaneous and brave. I mean, I this like when I bought this, I, like people say to me, "How did you end up living in a year?" And I'm like, "I can't quite remember." <laughs> I just was like, "Right, okay, let's do it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it it seems like it's just something that grew within you, and then it came out as a yurt <laughs> somehow. I'm so fascinated by this. Yeah, there's something very organic about the two of you and kind of is breathing somehow, kind of goes in and out like that. It's really quite wonderful. I feel really lucky that we did find you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, essentially we're living an alternative lifestyle and I think that a lot of people crave crave it. I think we just happen to be one of the lucky few that has actually managed to do it and not not from overthinking it too much, just from, I suppose, being lucky, just life circumstances. Well, I, for one, am very happy that you found each other and that you are able to live together and make an alternative lifestyle that's a little bit extreme, probably for most people to look at. And you're making it work and you're even making it look fun and easy. So... That's wonderful. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for coming on. And for everybody listening, we feel inspired and in awe and a little bit of the magic that Saskia and Dave is leaving us with. Until next time. Lovely. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Yeah.